Martin Bryant from the Next Web here at the Next Web uh, Europe Conference. I'm here with James McQuivy, who is Vice President and Principal Analyst at Forrester Research. Uh, you've just uh, given your talk. Um, we'll, we'll dig into some of the uh, some of the themes uh, from your talk shortly. But uh, could you tell us a bit about your work at Forrester? Certainly. So I'm a Vice President and Principal Analyst there, as you said. What does that really mean? It means that my job is to help companies adapt to digital change, what we call digital disruption. And so I work with companies really in any industry industries I know nothing about, frankly. And they'll call and say, can you help us? And I'll say, I don't know anything about insurance. And they'll say, we don't care. We want someone who knows how consumers are experiencing technology and what technology can do to create change in an organization. And so I go help. Okay, so yeah, I mean, obviously disruption was a, a big theme of what you were talking about on stage. Uh, in fact, uh, you opened with uh, quite a, a neat uh, a neat phrase, uh, uh, disruption has become disrupted. Uh, what do you mean by that? This is actually very important to realize. I think disruption as a business concept has been along for now 25 years. And so everyone says, oh, I know what disruption is. They really don't. We overuse it because we misuse it. Disruption means taking the foundations of a business and replacing them with new foundations. But in old disruption, that was a very long, tedious, very expensive process. And all the case studies that Clay Christensen at Harvard Business School offers about how to do this actually demonstrate this very well. It takes a decade or more for some of these disruptions to occur. Well, disruption now, thanks to the economics of digital is possible in a couple of weeks in some cases, certainly under a year in other cases. And as a result, we're looking at many, many more industries being subject to subject to the kinds of disruptions that we used to only see once a decade. And that's just impossible to keep up with if you don't play by those same rules yourself. So you're saying that companies should disrupt themselves? You really don't have another choice. Someone else is out there disrupting the way your customer experiences the thing you do. And what's really cool is that instead of seeing that as a threat, it's an opportunity. It used to be 20 years ago when I would work with companies and try to convince them to do things differently. They'd say, oh, but what if it doesn't work? It'll take so long to do. We'll, we'll spend millions and it won't yield any return. Well, today you can go out and test, digitally test offerings to your customer in a span of a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months at the longest. And you can get a real market feedback of whether or not the thing you need to do to disrupt yourself is worth doing or not. So suddenly the whole process of disruptive innovation has been disrupted. So what is holding companies back from uh, being disruptive? It used to be budget. You know, everyone would say, oh, we don't have money for that. We have annual budgets here or the money comes from somewhere else. And obviously budgets still matter. I'm not going to pretend that they don't. But really the thing that's holding people back now is policy. There are reasons that companies do things. Now those reasons were set down in the 70s, 80s, maybe recently as the 90s. But those reasons have since then become law in people's minds, and they won't change them. Well, why do we have to do X before we can do Y? Well, because we've always done X before we did Y. And now when you're introducing Z, people say, well, that should take longer, right? You're saying, no, no, I'm actually going to skip X and Y and go right to Z. Companies just don't have the agility to make those kinds of changes. Surely not everyone can be a disruptor. If everyone was constantly disrupting, um, it would be uh, a dizzying world. Um, is there no value in being a fast follower for someone else's disruption? Actually, fast following can be a type of disruption. And, and that's also an exciting thing for companies because the first mover advantage that is often believed to exist doesn't. 
It's not about being first. It's about being best in how you reach the consumer and what you offer them. And that's what we're seeing consistently win out. So companies can, and in fact should, look around, see who's already doing the thing they were going to do. I do this experience a lot with, with companies. I'll have a workshop where we'll brainstorm new ideas. And they'll come up with a list of four or five apps they might want to build or digital experiences to create or product enhancements to offer. And then I'll say, now stop. Before you even begin planning how to do it, who is already doing this? And they'll say, well, well, no one. It's a new idea. I said, no, no. You go look. You will find that someone is, it could be a small company. It could be a startup. It could be a division of a competitor or a division of a non-traditional competitor. And we go and we look and we find it. There are always people who are already halfway down the path. Well, is that discouraging? Possibly. On the other hand, that's your partner. That's who you work with. That might even be who you buy. At a bare minimum, that's who you imitate. And are you, uh, is there an area you look at and you think, why has nobody disrupted that? You know, that's so ripe for uh, a shake-up. Well, media is the area that has gone the path before everyone else. We've seen every type of media be disrupted. And so the question that some people ask is, what else can experience what media has experienced? And I like to ask it the other way around. Where is the greatest need for disruption? Because wherever there's need, if you solve that problem, the consumers will flock to it. And healthcare is the single most in need. There's the area in most in need of disruption. And it's being disrupted by small companies everywhere who are managing software for the doctor's office, who are building apps that track your own health. All of this, you add that together and we are about to fundamentally alter healthcare. Okay, well, uh, we'll uh, look forward to, uh, to seeing that. And uh, well, James McCrivey, thank you very much. Thanks for having me.